Hello everybody, thanks for tuning in. Seeing that this is the first episode, I wanted to take a minute to explain what it's all about. So here I'm going to be going over just about anything that's going on in the world. So we're going to be talking about world issues, we're going to be talking about politics, we're going to be talking about culture, music, a little bit of video games as well. So I just wanted to take this time to explain that. And without further ado, let's get started. I am Jared Choate, and this is Sit Down, Let's Talk. All right, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about a lot of the division that's been going on in the world and some of the things that I've been noticing and ways that we can try and improve on these things and maybe fix things for the future generations. So, like I said, this is the first episode I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Um, I've been noticing a lot of stuff just going on and I really just want to be one of the voices to try and get out and potentially reach out to some of the younger generation. So I'm a software engineer. That's what my day job is. Right now this is just going to be kind of a side gig and I'll see where it leads. So as I said in the beginning, this podcast is going to be a lot about really just anything. I, I want to sit down and talk, and in the future I want to have guests on the show to really just sit down and have a conversation and see where that conversation leads. And sometimes it'll probably have a pretty strict, well not strict, but it'll probably have a pretty set list of topics that we're going to be going over, but not always. So yeah, today I really wanted to start talking about some of the division that's been going on in the world. Um, I mean, we, we know, we, we see the news, we, we understand what's going on. So we know that there's a lot of political division. Um, this idea of bipartisanship, it's not really there anymore. Um, everything's very partisan these days. And this has been causing a lot of conflicts. So, um, as we know, the the riots that have happened in the past, the um, the things about election. Um, not sure if I can say it on here, um, but the problems with the elections and some of the things that came from that. So, there's a lot of violence that's been going on, a lot of vandalism, a lot of just unruly behavior. So. I, I've been trying to understand why some of this might be happening and I haven't really been able to put my finger on it except for a few a few key details so I know that both parties on the political um, spectrum they they do a lot of work to try and divide put a bigger wedge between themselves and the other side and this is really not great for the country and we know this and we still continue to drive these wedges and I kind of wanted to see where this comes from one of the things that I've noticed just in general as far as behavior goes so as a backstory Mm -hmm. I've I've only been a software engineer for a few years now, and before that, I just had regular, just crummy jobs. And so, back in the day when I was in high school, I used to uh, work retail. So I, I was, I was called a stockman, but I mean, I was basically a janitor. I was a janitor that would get heavy objects from time to time, and. So yeah, I was there working and there's a lot of interesting behavior that you see when when you work at and anything kind of janitorial. So one of the things that I noticed, well, I got a few stories for you. So one time I was going around, I was sweeping the floor. I have one of the, I had one of those big push brooms and that was basically my job for the first few hours of my shift was just go around sweeping, sweeping. And so th this was a hobby store, so there's lots of stuff everywhere, lots of little things to buy, lots of 
very messy things as well and uh, parents they they love bringing their kids in there and well particularly mothers they love bring, bringing their kids in there and there's one aisle in particular where there's lots of these plastic dinosaurs and the the parents love this aisle because the plastic dinosaurs are just in hands reach of the kids and it keeps the kids entertained so most of the time I don't have a I don't have a problem with that because they let the kids play the kids play they're entertained and then they clean up and then they leave and it doesn't affect me in any way except for sweeping I just had to go around them but that's not the end of the world so but one day I was sweeping and I was getting kind of close to the aisle and I, I would pass by and I noticed this little kid he was in there playing with all the dinosaurs and I was like all right great and then I came back to the aisle and the the mother there I heard her talking and I just kind of stood in the aisle next to her so I could kind of listen to what she was saying because I thought it was interesting the kid was trying to pick up the dinosaurs the kid was probably like four maybe five I'm not really sure very young probably an age where picking up toys and cleaning up is not really a high priority but the kid knew that it was the right thing to do the kid was trying to pick up the toys and the mother said no don't pick those up that's someone else's job and she gets the kid and walks away. And I stood there like, what do you mean it's someone else's job? Just because someone else gets paid. Yes, we get paid by the hour and part of the things that we do need to do is pick up messes after people. But that doesn't mean you need to leave a mess for us to clean up. And that, that was just an interesting lesson to a child that I thought, I was like, why? Why is this parent teaching their kid not to pick up toys and to leave more of a mess for people? Does she also teach the kid that if the kid is going to like make a mess in the bathroom, that they should just leave it? Are they going to say that if they throw trash in the street, they should just leave it there? I don't really understand the logic behind that just because someone else gets paid to clean up a mess means that you have to leave a mess. So this, this just kind of, this has stuck with me for quite a few years because I, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing and it, it was wild. So one of the other things that I noticed, it, it, this was kind of a, a funny story, but it was a good, it, it, was, it was a good point for me to make it's a good point for me to make kind of in this area as, as far as parenting goes. So one of my jobs, as I said, was just more janitorial. And so I was there, I was cleaning the, the women's bathroom at the time. So I was in there cleaning. I had the sign up so nobody walks in and then I'm in there cleaning. And then I, I, I saw these two little kids run into the men's bathroom and like it was clearly a little kid who's probably probably around four years old with uh, I assume his brother who is just one or two years older than him and they ran into the bathroom giggling and I was like alright whatever they're going into the bathroom and then the, over the course of I don't know I, I think the bathroom cleanings took about 15 minutes in general so of course, about 15 minutes, I, I would hear these squeals and laughing. And I was like, man, they're still in there. So I kind of hung out after I was done, hung out in the area around there so I could kind of keep an eye on what was going on. Because after I cleaned the women's bathroom, I needed to go into the men's bathroom and clean. So I needed to wait for them to, to leave so I could clean. And so I was there. In general, 15 minutes passed they're still in there still squealing and stuff and I'm like okay I gotta see what's going on so I just kind of popped my head in there and th there was like toilet paper and paper towels covering the floor and the floor was all wet so somehow they were able to 
throw water everywhere, all over the floor. Basically empty the soap dispensers. And I, I was, ugh. I, I just thought I don't get paid enough for this, and I just kind of waited for them to leave so I could take care of it. And so then about, so at this point, probably about 20 minutes that they've been in there. And so I waited some more time. And then the older brother runs out. He leaves. I'm like, all right. Well, maybe, at least I, I didn't know it was just him. I thought they had both left because I heard, heard like laughing and leaving. So I go in there to start cleaning up. And as I said, just soap all over the floor. The floor is completely wet. Paper towels, toilet paper covering the floor. And I'm like, okay. I gotta get started on this sometime. So I started picking up the the paper off the floor and and so I, I was kind of kneeled down so I could get the paper and all of a sudden I I heard this squealy voice. Who are you? And I looked around and I'm like, who is in the bathroom? And I couldn't see anybody. I'm like, what? And then I look up the freaking little brother is he he has no shirt on for some reason so he's shirtless and he's he's got those like those little kid like colored glasses that are strapped to their head so they don't fall off and lose them <laughs> so his his eyes looked extra big and he was hanging over the top of the stall shirtless just i, I don't know how he got up there and I just looked at him and I, I just couldn't, so I, I left and waited for him to, to leave. So probably about, by the time he left, I think like 35, 40 minutes had passed since they had gone in there. And I mean, I was like, all right, I get it. They're kids. Kids do stupid stuff. And especially when they're together, they tend to show off. And like, I know what it's like. But one of the things that I just couldn't wrap my head around after I left, I was like, they obviously came here with their parents or a parent. Where's the parents? How are these kids in this bathroom for 40 minutes with no questions as to where they are? Does the parent not realize that they've been in the bathroom for 40 minutes? Like, I, I couldn't wrap my head around. I thought it was the craziest thing. That that was even that's the thing that I couldn't understand. Not not the point. Like what I couldn't understand wasn't the fact that they had gone in there and made a huge mess. That was completely understandable. They're kids, but I couldn't understand the the parenting in this situation. Where were the parents? The kids were unsupervised in a bathroom for forty minutes. Anything could have happened in that time. Like they. They could have been injured. They could have made an even bigger mess. They could have damaged something. They could have been abducted. Anything could have happened in that time. And the parent would have been completely oblivious. They weren't standing by the bathroom waiting either. I don't know where the parent was. I never saw the parent. Uh, but... So what? one of these things that I noticed uh, with parenting and... Over the years, I've noticed that a lot of parents, they just... I, I don't know what it is. They they feel that they can't say no to their kids. They can't stand the the crying. They can't stand the, the screaming or the tantrums. So they give their kid whatever they want to just to not have to deal with the tantrum. Which I get. I have a two-year-old. He throws tantrums literally every day. And basically all day. Anything that doesn't go his way, he throws a tantrum. That's completely normal. But I don't know why parents don't feel like they can say no to their kid. At some point, you have to be able to say no to your kid. If not kids, they end up growing very... Expecting everything to be handed to them. And one of the things that also happens is, like, I'll admit this, this happened to me as well. And because my generation, 
we grew up with parents who were probably a little bit more uh, conscious about money and income and they were probably fairly good at saving money and so in my case I, I had schooling paid for at least the first semester and probably more if I had wanted it but so kids they grow up basically having everything handed to them like I didn't have everything handed to me my my parents knew when to say no and that that was a good thing and but I feel like there's a lot of kids that grow up without parents saying no and they get whatever they want and then they grow up just having school handed to them as well going to college but they don't know what they want to do so they end up just getting any degree and then they don't have any skills to actually push and get what they want so you end up with a very lazy generation a lazy generation that wants everything handed to them so th this is important going on in this discussion and this, this is really what I want to kind of get into later but I, I kind of wanted to get into people not wanting to work so today we we're in a, a time where there's a lot of stuff going on and obviously COVID that's had a huge impact on the economy people's lives and a lot of things um, so but the reality is it's basically gone there's not really a whole lot of reason to be scared of it anymore and the economy is going back to normal so basically all the employers are hiring like crazy because during the pandemic they had to let go a lot of people so now they're looking for people to work for them and the crazy thing is unemployment yeah it's obviously going down it's getting better but there's still a very very large amount of people who aren't going back to work I, I don't I don't really understand how they're able to do it either because uh, as far as I understand unemployment checks those only last for a little bit so I don't really know how that works or how people are able to survive without working but obviously something is happening something is there providing them with aid to be able to basically survive without needing to work and I don't understand this I don't understand why I mean I understand why human nature if things are handed to us we tend to put less work into getting it I mean if we if we have everything we need handed to us then why would we work um, that, that's one of my issues with um, a lot of people who are into communism and things like that it, it really has never worked and it never will work it's because human nature we we want what's easy um, so getting back into work I think like it's it's incredible too a lot of the employers they're paying a lot more too just to get people to work for them I, I see all the time jobs that are they're hiring and I hear on the radio as well lots of jobs where they have a sign-on bonus of $1,500 $1,500 that'll pay for my mortgage like that's that's a ton of money just for a sign-on and then they pay incredible hourly wages the job is probably not the greatest but they pay a ton of money so there's options out there but yeah you can use the argument and say that well I mean a lot of people who lost their jobs they they don't want to go back to these like hourly wage jobs because they had desk jobs or like actual real jobs before and yeah I get that I, I was in the same situation I I also lost my job during the pandemic and I actually lost my job twice so that was a huge hit and one of the things that I really wanted to do was it was really tempting to just kind of fall back into 
some of the easier to get jobs that I had before. So I was working in software and I was making pretty good money and I lost my job for the first time and that like that, that sucked, it did. But I also got over it quick because I found another job fairly quick that I was hiring and so that that kind of fixed that. But once I lost that one, I, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get by. We, we just, we just barely bought a house and I didn't know what was going to happen. So yeah, I think things were crazy. And I was like, well, I just need some money to, to get by. I need an income and unemployment checks this time around. They, they actually never came. I, I never ended up getting those, but I was just kind of waiting for those and there was no help there. And yeah, it wasn't fun at all. And like I said, it was really tempting to go back to these just kind of crummy jobs just to have money to put food on the table. And, but one of the things that I did, I, I pushed through and it sucked. We, we had to use a lot of our food storage, which is actually a really smart idea to have. We, we have probably like a month or two worth of food storage that we can survive off of if we need to at any given time. But so that helped a lot. And so we, we left off of that and I didn't end up going back to one of those crummy jobs. And like I would have, if I needed to, because they actually pay really good money for, for what they are. It's, it's incredible. But the reality is I didn't need to because people are hiring again. The jobs are there. People just don't want them. If you go and ask basically any company, they're probably hiring. And a lot of them are hiring like crazy because there's not enough people out there. And yeah, it's, I don't really understand where all the workers went. I'm assuming they they got let go and they just never came back and somehow they're they're able to survive without working and I think one of the things that definitely helped um, uh, kind of push this forward uh, was the eviction moratorium that was going on that lasted for way too long it should never have existed in the first place I don't know where the CDC got the authority to rule over housing, but a lot of people, they just took their unemployment checks, used them and could have spent them living at home or in an apartment or at home and not pay anything, just pay for whatever they need. And then just until fairly recently, they were still there and they couldn't be evicted, which that's that, that's just wild I, I can't imagine where that how that was a good idea but so one of the things I kind of touched on before um, as far well so I, I kind of asked where where all the workers are and so first off would be unemployment they're just not employed anymore because they got let go and they don't want to work and but also, I think in general, there's just a shortage of workers in general. They, there's a shortage of people who know how to do specific jobs. And I touched on this before uh, with kids that grow up and just have everything handed to them. And so they, like, when I was in college, um, I didn't stay there for long, but when I was there, it was really tempting to just go into the classic business degree because that's, that's just a simple general degree and it, it works for the majority of, of jobs because they just want a degree. And so the, what I'm realizing is there's just a really large lack of education in general 
I, I realized when I got out of school that the education that I got, yeah, there was some important stuff there, and I'm glad that I learned it, but there was also a lot of wasted time. There was a lot of stuff that just doesn't really matter. It's, it just doesn't matter. There's no reason for us to know this unless we want to know it. And also in college, if you just go through and get a business degree just so you can get any job after, you're not going to be ready for that job. You're not going to be ready for whatever you want to do with your future. So if you go and look at the number of degrees that you can get, there is an outstanding number of degrees. And I guaranteed less than half of those give you anything that you need for any job. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that's just kind of me throwing that out there, my, my guess. And so I, I really think college, it's it hasn't been the same. It's not what it was meant to be. It's not what it was in the past. College used to be something where you went to learn something special, learn something that not everybody else knows, something that will help you, and, and that's basically it. Something that you want to learn for you, a skill that you want to learn for you, and that's it. But at some point, we've put it in our heads that... Well, at some point, employers put it in their heads that they need someone with a degree. And I feel like that's really put a strain on things in general because now we have generations where we're all told that we need to go to college. We need to go to college, and that's our only option. If we don't go to college, we're going to be flipping burgers for the rest of our life. That's what we're all told. And... I mean, I think at some point that probably was true. I think for my parents' generation, that was probably true. And maybe even like, I don't know, maybe even a few years before I was born, that was true. But I feel like my generation and all the generations to come, it's not the same. The situation is not the same at all. So. I, what I've realized is a degree is not everything. So if, if you're in school right now and you hear that you need to go to college, don't listen to it. One of the best ways that I've heard this put was, was from someone. He said, look, what I believe is you decide what you want to do and do what you need to do that. If you want to do, if, if you want to fix computers for a living, do what you need to be able to do that. So get the skills to fix computers. You don't need to go to college for that. If you want to, like I've, I've actually met a lot of people who do this. If you want to cut hair for a living, you actually don't need to go to college for that. Like, there's obviously training that you need to do, but you don't need to go to college. And there's a lot of people who are completely happy doing that. Uh, parents use this a lot on kids. They, they say, they point to like construction workers and say, oh, if, if you don't go to school, you're, you'll end up like them. Construction workers actually make pretty decent money. It's actually a really good job. It's really hard work. It's a lot of physical labor, but it's good work. And you also don't need to go to college for that. So they don't end up with a ton of student loans that they're trying to pay off. And obviously if you want to be a doctor, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do what you need to do to be able to do that, which involves college. So yeah, then you do need to go to college. So but I think putting it in kids' heads from a young age that 
they need to go to college, it, it puts unrealistic expectations on them. And it puts these expectations that college is for everyone. It's not for everybody. And it, it also doesn't prepare people for the workplace. So in my field, there's a lot of employers who really just don't, I mean, I'd say most of them now, they don't care about degrees. It's just a piece of paper to them. It doesn't tell them anything. And what they care about is what you can do. So that's why what I ended up doing, I ended up dropping out of college. I stayed there for about a semester and then, I don't know, I, I couldn't take it. So I left and and I was, I was working, working a few jobs to, to get money. And then I realized that there was actually a really good option. And because I didn't really know what I was going to do or if, if I was going to go back to school because I really did not want to go back to school. And I realized that there's, there's trade schools. Trade schools are incredible options these days. So there's a ton of trade schools where I'm at in Utah for uh, software development. They teach you how to code and there's a ton of them out here. And they're all really good options. They, they basically teach you everything you need to know to be able to get your foot in that door and that's it. They don't teach you anything more, nothing less. So the program that I did took 13 weeks. I was out and then it just, I think it took a couple months after that and then I found a job and it's been good ever since. So for me, college wasn't necessary. I didn't need to go to, to college and get a computer science degree to be able to code. Um, other good options is if you're interested in it, if you're in school and you're interested in coding, just find, I mean, you, you can get tutorials online. There's cheap classes that you can get for online. Or if you really want to go for like the, the hard, but uh, kind of strenuous way of learning stuff, but completely viable, just go on YouTube. There's a ton of tutorials on how to do basically anything as far as coding goes. And basically, as long as you get the skill, by the time you interview, that's really all they care about. They just want to know if you can do the job. So, like, in my, in my field of work, um, if you ask the question, like, if you use the, the same, I guess, measure, just do what you need to be able to, to get there. You don't need to go to college. And in a lot of ways, it's probably even better. So I know a lot of people, they, they went through college, they did the whole traditional route, and then they ended up with a ton of student debt. And now they're paying that off for who knows how long, even after they get a job. And they still didn't end up with the skills to really be able to do the job super well out of the gate. They needed to pick that up on the job, which which works, but... So one of the things that I've realized is if you look into basically any college these days and things that they're teaching, I mean, th th this might sound kind of conspiracy theory. If Great, yeah, it, it might sound like a conspiracy theory, but this seems like it's kind of the goal. If you think about what the government is trying to do these days, so there's definitely a power grab going on from the government. They're trying to get a lot of power back from the people because for the longest time, power has been given to we the people. That's, that's how things have started. We're the ones who are supposed to have the power over what happens. And so what, what I'm realizing is the, since the government now is basically teamed up with the media, schools, basically everywhere we get information, it's, it's coming from the same political side. It's, it's very partisan these days. There's, 
really it's it's hard to find bipartisan information and the the amount of information that you get from the right for example it's it's basically nothing compared to the amount of information coming from the left it's incredible and so the government media schools if you ask me they're all in and they're all in cahoots here so what it seems like is they really don't want us to be educated so that's why there's all these different degrees out there that do nothing for us they don't teach us anything valuable they don't teach us how to be good citizens and how to really have something that's marketable to be able to help the economy or help anything really it doesn't teach us anything so since they're also not only just in college but they're also trying to push this into general education as well so in elementary schools middle schools high schools a lot of this agenda is being pushed into there and even from the days when I was in school there was a lot of stuff where it really wasn't important and a lot of stuff that we we're learning that didn't really help us so if you think about it it makes a lot of sense if they can control what we hear if they can control what we learn they can control how intelligent we are and how we make decisions so that it, it essentially just they want us to stay stupid this this is why it's the same idea that was going on during slavery so what would happen is slaves weren't allowed to get an education because getting an education it, it's it's dangerous for for the slave owners because they're gonna lose their their investments because basically education is power and they don't want people to have power over them so the same thing is happening today if if we don't get the education we need it means they have power over us they keep us stupid we can't make informed decisions so that makes us rely on the government so we're stupid we can't make informed decisions we don't know how to research anything we don't know how to really discern what's what's real and what's not we really have no choice but to listen to what they say we have no choice but to accept whatever reality they decide that's why during the pandemic there's a lot of a lot of mixed information coming coming from both sides of the aisle i mean it, it's interesting because it seems like people these days just don't know how to make informed decisions anymore I don't know what happened to to critical thinking I don't know what happened to like not just accepting whatever you hear as truth so like for me when, when a lot of this stuff started happening I started researching it I started looking for the data I wanted to understand exactly what I was looking at to try and understand the the risk and how I was going to react to stuff so that's how I ended up with with my take on, on all of this but I feel like a lot of people they just don't understand how to make these informed decisions they they listen to whatever source they've been listening to for forever and they accept that as absolute truth and that I'm convinced that that is 100% due to just all of the, the systems trying to keep us from actually getting an education that matters so it, when this happens it makes it so we're not marketable we can't really get a decent job so we end up with not a lot of money and 
in the end, it makes it so we want to give up our freedoms, our liberties, and our power to the government. So we can see that going on today. So we see um, there's a lot of commotion from from the pandemic and a lot of people not knowing what to do, not knowing how to mitigate the risk or how to really look at the data. They're just panicked and they give power to the government. But here's the reality with the government. Government never gives power. So this this whole idea that it's just temporary until the pandem- pandemic is over, that does not exist. Government has never given more power to the people. Government only takes power, and they stay with the power. So basically all the powers that the government has been able to obtain during the pandemic, they're going to stay with it. And this is the overall goal. It's a large power grab. If they can control what we can learn, what information we have, they can control what decisions we make, who we vote for, and they can control who's in power at all times. And then they know that we will vote for whatever they want, which is more power. And this, this, I mean, let's, let's be fair, this does happen on both sides of the aisle both sides of the aisle are looking for more power and I I feel like that, that's why I, I don't identify as a Republican or a Democrat I don't I don't do that I, I'd look for whoever is out for the people who's trying to protect the freedoms of the people and whoever I think is protecting those freedoms the most that's who I'm going to vote for that's why I tend to identify more as a libertarian. I don't want government interfering in, in what I do. Because for me, the best government is a small government. A government that basically works for me. That's, that's what government was supposed to do. It's supposed to work for the people. So we talked about a lot of the issues that are going on and... Um, a lot of the stuff with education, parenting. So let's, let's kind of talk about what we can do to stop this. So I feel like part of the issues that we're seeing these days is since, since we're all trying to be stupid, essentially, we, nobody's willing to listen to the other side. Nobody's willing to listen to anything except what they deem as the truth I mean we hear that a lot That's it's my truth it's their truth that, that doesn't exist It's there's only the truth but so I feel like a lot of this is what we can I don't know I feel like this generation and people today that are essentially voting, making decisions, there's not a lot we can do anymore. I mean, if you don't know what cognitive dissonance is, go and look it up. I mean, it's it's real, it's hard to get around. And so I feel like one of the things that, one of the best things that we can do, and this is something that I've been advocating for a long time. And actually I'll, I'll kind of provide some context for this. So I, I've, I've had the opportunity to leave the country a few times. And so I, I've spent a few years in Brazil, actually. And I've talked to a lot of people down there. And if you ever go down there, it's drastically different in a lot of ways. So until a few years ago, Americans were generally proud to be Americans. They were happy to live in this country. They, they were proud to have the American name and have the American flag stand for them. I mean, in general, people were very patriotic until just a few years ago. I don't know what happened, but... Well, I mean, we all know what happened, but... If you go down to Brazil, one of the interesting things is people are really only patriotic down there during football games. Or, sorry... 
uh, soccer games. Um, they're really only patriotic during soccer games. They don't like the government. They don't like anybody who's in power, really, because if you think about it, they really don't have a lot of great options in government. And in their head, just based on the past, everyone in government is corrupt, and that's never going to change. So why should they really care about the government? And they all complain about the government. But what I've realized is a lot of it... I mean, I, under, I, I get it that the government is corrupt. That's true. And there's really not a lot of great options. So I understand why they're, why they kind of lost their patience with the whole government thing. But one of the things that I think would really benefit um, the country in general for the future, I, I talked a lot about this with people down there as well, is like obviously you're not going to really change how people are today but you can change the future generations so one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of these people that are complaining about corrupt government it's the same people who are at home teaching their kids how to download illegal like download pirated movies or go down the street to the illegal DVD vendor and get really cheap movies that are pirated and it's it's just a very interesting culture and I, I pointed that out to a lot of these people who are complaining about corrupt government I said well I mean I think one of the best things that you can do in this case is do what you can with voting obviously maybe it won't do a ton today but probably the best thing you can do is teach your kids the correct way to act. Teach your kids the correct way to to be citizens, to be humans. And if you do that, they will go on to be the future leaders of the country. The future leaders of of people. And if they were taught correctly, then they will carry those teachings into the way they work and into the way they lead. So apply that to us today in our country. We have a lot of division going on, a lot of people who just don't know how to make informed decisions and a lot of cognitive dissonance going on. And there's really not a ton that we can do to get around that today to kind of help this generation. I mean. I don't want to say that it's too far gone, that we should just abandon it. We should do what we can today. That's, that's always going to be the case. But the reality is, I mean, we, we hear it a lot. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, which, I mean, that saying is completely false. But applied to humans, it's, it's fairly true. And not in every way, but in a lot of ways. A lot of people are very set in their ways, and they just don't care and I feel like one of the best ways that we can help the country and help change a lot of this is teaching future generations we can teach teach our kids or other people's kids what it means to be an American citizen what it means to be a helpful member of society how to contribute to society how to be a good human being and how to respect others. We can teach them how to work hard, teach them that you don't have anything handed to you in the real real world. You have to if you want something you got to work for it and get it. You don't rely on anybody to give it to you. So that's that's one thing that I I can say that I I definitely learned when I was younger is hard work does pay off and it always will that's never going to change and if we teach kids that they can do whatever they want they can be whatever they want to be they just have to do whatever they need to obtain that dream and there's nothing standing in their way this is a whole lot more beneficial than teaching kids that they have no choice they 
they can't do anything. They just have to rely on the government for everything. That, that's not beneficial at all to anybody. It's just going to end up with a generation that hands over every freedom they have to the government. And, I mean, we, we have we have a lot of examples of this uh, in general of government taking away freedom. If you look at Venezuela, I mean, it, it was a, a process of slowly taking away freedoms and kind of masking it as protecting the people. And it's ended up and not a good point. The government is definitely not there to help the people anymore. So we're we're headed down the same path here. So get ready. It's going to be a wild ride. But let's do what we can to try and put a stop to... Basically, it's, a, it's people not knowing how to make informed decisions. Let's, let's try and put a stop to this power grab. And so, like I said, hard work, that's, that's something that really the government doesn't want us to be able to, to understand, that hard work is really the only way that you're going to have success, unless it's handed to you. But even then, you need the hard work to be able to continue the success. Um, so teach kids to work hard to get what they want. And that's really going to help a ton. Um, and we need to really teach them that there's nothing standing in their way. Let's, let's stop putting this idea into kids' heads that college is the only path and that's what they need to do to be able to survive and make money. That's completely inaccurate. Let's focus on teaching kids all the opportunities that are out there, what they can actually do, and focus on their passions. Let's focus on what they want to do and just focus on what they need to learn to be able to do what they love. So if we do that, we're going to end up with a generation, a future generation of people who are ready, educated, motivated, and they won't be relying on anybody, not even the government, to get what they want. They're going to rely on hard work and that's going to be one of the best things that we can do for the country. So that's it for this episode. If you want, drop a comment as if you have any questions or just general comments as to maybe things that you want to see in the future or ideas that you want to see in the future or things that you want to talk about. I'm Jared Cho and this is Sit down, let's talk.